0: I'm Jamelyn Steffen, and this is Want to Want It, episode number 33 The Present. Welcome to Want to Want It, a podcast for women of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints who are ready to ignite not only their sexual desire, but all of their desires to create a more fulfilling life and marriage. I'm Jamelyn Steffen. I'm a certified life coach, a wife, and a mother of seven children. I'm excited to share my personal journey to desire with you. And teach you how to desire more as well. Welcome to the podcast. Last week I talked about the past and how the past is really just our thoughts about it. The past is what we make it mean now and that creates the impact the past has on us. And after I finished recording the episode, I got thinking about the book A Christmas Carol. The ghost of Christmas past shows up and takes Scrooge back to his past and gives Scrooge the opportunity to go back and revisit the circumstances that happened to him. He gets to see himself at school. He gets to see himself working for Fezziwink. He gets to see himself falling in love with Belle and then he sees them break up. Now, he has always had that past, but going back through it with the ghost of Christmas past caused him to have a different thought about it than he had had before. Really, it caused him to have different thoughts about himself in the past, the man he had been. And even though it was outrageously painful for him because he even says to the ghost, you're torturing me, it humbled him. Because before, he had used to see himself in the past as doing things the right way, and now suddenly he saw that maybe he'd been wrong about that view he'd had about himself in the past. And suddenly he saw how his past self had created his present self, and it was painful because he wasn't sure that that's who he actually wanted to be anymore. This experience of going back to his past again and seeing it broke open this very closed off crabby man and allowed him to have a completely different approach when the ghost of Christmas present came to him. Because he immediately tells the Spirit to take him and show him what he wants Scrooge to see. Because Scrooge has to admit that he had learned so many lessons from the ghost of Christmas past that had worked within him for good. And he was ready to learn from the ghost of Christmas present now. So the ghost of Christmas present shows him how abundant life is right now. He takes him out to see people that are enjoying Christmas morning, the people that are living in the present People actually doing the things that the very day before, Scrooge had been incredibly critical of, such as spending money on gifts and feasts that he thought they couldn't afford. So in watching all of this, now he's so open and willing to learn from the ghost. And he asks him to take him to see family and people having fun at Christmas together. He wants to really enjoy and take in everything he's seeing right in this present moment. And he's sure that there are lessons for him right here, right now that he can learn. So the ghost takes him to see his nephew and their friends playing games and having fun together. And then he takes him to Bob Cratchit's house and he shows him the very humble circumstances of Bob's family who are also still loving their Christmas day. And they have this little son, Tiny Tim, or Small Tom, as my nephew calls him. I almost died. It was so cute you were watching this show and he came in and was like that small tom <laughs> i died anyways it's tiny tim back to my story anyways they have this son tiny tim that is sickly and crippled and yet they are just loving and living for this christmas day they're enjoying the here and the now and being completely present in the present it's like the past is in the past in this moment And there isn't really any thought about the future. It's just all about right now for this little family. So I want to talk to you today about the present. I want to talk about how to experience the present without totally ignoring the future, but without letting the future or the past dominate the now. So every six months, our church has a conference where we hear talks from the leaders of our church. In the last conference, the president and prophet of our church, President Russell Nelson, shared this poem by Henry Van Dyke that was posted on a sundial at Wells College in New York, and here's what it says. The shadow by my finger cast divides the future from the past. Before it sleeps the unborn hour in darkness and beyond thy power. Behind its unreturning line, the vanished hour no longer thine. One hour alone is in thy hands, the now on which the shadow stands. He shared this poem because he wanted to illustrate that we cannot change the past. We have no control over it once it is gone. And we cannot control all that may come to us in the future, but we can control how we spend our time right now. He says, Yes, we should learn from the past. And yes, we should prepare for the future. But only now can we do. Now is the time we can learn. Now is the time we can repent. Now is the time we can bless others. And I would add, now is the time we can truly be present in. The present is the only thing that is real because it's the only thing taking place right now. Now, there are certain circumstances that seem to make it easier to be in the present. Like, for example, when I had my babies, I found it very easy to just be in that moment. When labor is unbearable, like before the epidural band came around, I was completely in that moment. And when I was pushing, that was all I could focus on. And certainly when that baby was finally born and the whole world just stops, the only thing I could focus on was that baby and Jared and nothing else mattered. This summer, I've been learning how to surf behind our boat. So I've been trying this for a few summers, and I can get up, but I have never been able to actually let go of the rope and really carve and stay in the waves. So when I'm behind that boat, my whole focus is on what I'm trying to do because I'm trying to learn a new skill. We went on a cruise, and they had this water show with divers diving from super high up into relatively shallow pools. and They were doing so many other tricks and fun things. And all of this was completely captivating. And we were just totally caught up in the moment the whole time. Or I think about all of the nights when my husband has been at work and I wake up thinking that someone has broken into my house and I am pinned to my sheets in total terror. And I'm like straining my ears for any sound and trying to discern through the darkness anything with my eyes. Those moments have my complete attention, my complete focus. All of my senses are just in that moment. So I think it can be very easy to be present when we are feeling a lot of joy or when we're feeling a lot of pain or fear or when we're forced to really focus on the task that we're completing or when something is very new and novel and very captivating. But what about other times? Like, what about the time your eight-year-old is telling you a story that he's made up? Like, does your mind wander? Or what about when you're praying? Do you ever find your mind suddenly, like, down some rabbit hole? Or when you're having sex, are you suddenly thinking about the phone call you never returned or worried that maybe you left the oven on? Sometimes I'll be driving along, and I will be overcome with sadness about some future pain I worry that I'm going to have to experience. The death of a parent or the loss of our home or some other future circumstance that may or may not ever happen. And my fears about the future ruin my present because I'm crying tears about something that hasn't happened and may never happen. This summer, I went on some pretty big hikes and at times I found myself focused on the end, like the time when the hike would finally be over, instead of looking around myself and taking in every bit of beauty that was constantly surrounding me. Now, I don't want to tell you that you are bad or odd if you find your mind wandering away from the present moment. This is completely normal and human. I am not a practiced meditator, but the woman who taught me about meditation told me to expect that while I was meditating, my mind would inevitably wander, and that instead of beating myself up about that, I should just notice it and gently redirect my brain back to the present moment. Different mindfulness techniques are designed to help us practice being more present, at least for a time, each day. And different techniques work for different people. For example, I have some very good friends that find that meditation works fantastic for them. For others, they find that yoga is their best way to being present. I think the key is to find the way that works for you, to help you be more present in the present if you want to be. Because if we don't want to be in the present, It's usually because it's uncomfortable in some way and we want to get away from the uncomfortable feelings. So for me, I know that when my son starts to tell me a story, it's going to be a long story and my brain instantly is looking for an escape. I don't want to be present in this moment. I know that as he tells the story, I might start to be a little confused about the story. I might get a little bit bored. But my higher desire is to be a mother who genuinely listens to her children even when it's not convenient, even when it's not interesting. So if I want to be present, then for me, I have to put down anything I'm doing and I just have to give him my full attention. And if I catch my brain wandering, I just gently redirect myself back into the moment. For those of you who feel like your to-do list bombards your mind when you're being intimate with your husband, just gently redirect your brain back into your body and focus on your senses, especially touch. Really focus on the feeling of his hands or of his kiss or of his skin. I know some people who pray out loud when they pray so that they can stay present in their prayers. You could start an in the moment gratitude practice where you tell yourself what part of this very moment you are grateful for because it just brings you back to what's happening right now. When you are in a store or a restaurant, Look at the people who are serving you. Look at them in the eye. Call them by name if they have a name tag. That's being in the moment with them. I really try my best not to be on my phone when someone is serving me. So if I'm at the till with somebody, I don't get on the phone. I have had a child call me from school and I've had to get on the phone. But most of the time, I don't take my phone up to the till. I don't have it in my hand because I want to be in the moment with that person who is serving me. I used to have so much trouble falling asleep, and then I started to have so much trouble staying asleep, and when I was awake, my mind would be racing about something from my past, or more often, something in the future that I was worried about. I wasn't in the moment, I wasn't focusing on sleep, I was focusing on all of these other things, because I think I never gave my brain the time in the day To think about them and then once everything went quiet my brain would just go wild. So one day I was told that that only happens because I actually refuse to be the boss of my brain. I actually refuse to just say to my brain no we don't do this right now. So now when I'm going to sleep or if I wake up in the night and I can feel those future or past thoughts trying to come in I just say nope it's sleep time now we're not thinking now. And I require my brain to focus on my breathing. I require it to follow my breath in and my breath out. And every time it goes to wander, I pull it back and then I'm able to fall asleep. In episode eight of this podcast, I taught you how to feel your feelings. This is a practice in being present. When you allow an emotion to be in your body and you allow yourself to really feel it, you are being deliberate and present with yourself and with your emotions. So there really are so many different techniques and ways to help you be present in the present. Now, as a life coach, a lot of my focus with my clients is future focused. So I'm all about thinking about the future. And I often encourage my clients to use their present to create their best future. Because sometimes when we are in the present, our present self starts to always take precedence over our future self. So for example, Maybe I want to get up in the morning and not feel totally horrible because I didn't get enough sleep. That's what my future self wants. It wants to get up in the morning feeling good. But when bedtime comes around, my present self says, let's just sit with the boys and watch the end of this show instead of going to bed. So sometimes I'll do that because in the moment, my present desires feel more compelling than my future desires. And then the next day, I feel terrible pulling myself out of bed and I cursed my now past self for not thinking about me and for being so selfish in the moment. Now, it's not because future self should always win out, but if you want a future self that has progressed beyond your present self, future self has to win out more than 50% of the time. When we go for a run when we would rather not, that's a gift we're giving our future self from our present self. When we fold the laundry today or write that email Or any other tasks that our brain tells us could wait till tomorrow, that's a gift that our present self is sending forward to our future self. Like, I currently have a list of things that have moved from day to day on my calendar. Genuinely, they move because in the moment, I just don't want to do them. And I think I'm hoping that future me is going to want to do them, but so far, no luck. I think future me just hates me every time I write it on the next day. So in general, As much as I think it is so important to live in the present moment, be sure you are just living for the present moment. Now, that being said, there are times when I think your present self should take priority over your future self. If you are feeling really sick today, I don't think you should push yourself along and work so hard just so that you don't have to catch up once you are well. Because I feel like that's telling yourself that healthy future you. Deserves better treatment than sick present you. I remember hearing a story about a family, and whether this story is true or not is going to illustrate the point. But I remember hearing a story about a family who grew up very poor. They lived in a very small home. They had used hand-me-down furniture and used clothing. They never, ever went on any kind of family vacation or holiday, even anywhere close. They never, ever did anything like that as a family. And they were often teased at school because their clothes were out of style and because their mom, who wasn't a hairdresser, was cutting their hair. And it was just really hard on everyone in the family because they were so destitute for their whole growing up years. But when the kids were older, the father suddenly died. And as they were cleaning out the house and organizing things with their mother, they started to find money hidden all over the house and tons of it. And over time, they came to realize that the father was so obsessed with being sure he had enough money when he was older that he wouldn't spend any money when he and his children were younger. Now, this is an extreme example, but sometimes we can get so worried about taking care of and being able to enjoy the future that we aren't taking care of or enjoying today. And obviously, this can be taken to the opposite extreme as well. So I think it can be a good idea to just sometimes ask yourself. What am I putting off today because I think there will be a better time later? And what if I'm wrong about that? Now, you've all probably heard this little quote that's credited to Eleanor Roosevelt that says, Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. Today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. Let's do our best to live in the now, not because we only need to live for the now, but I promise if you live in today, You will come to love the present more. You will stop looking back, thinking the good old days are gone. You will stop looking forward, thinking you will be happier then. You will just be able to love what is right now. Going back to President Nelson's thoughts, today is the only day we have to act, to do. Today is the only day we have to enjoy. Today is the only day we can have any control over. So let's embrace our present and use it to not only serve our future, but to connect with ourselves and with our families and with God and with his creations. Have a great day today. Really let yourself experience it. All of it. This too shall pass. This too shall become the past. we will talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening today. If you like what you hear on the podcast and you'd like to learn more, feel free to head over to my website, com, or find me on Instagram or Facebook at jamalinstephancoaching.